1: From Red Horse Radio, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio on the Society 13 Network.
2: K-O-K-W calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. Nuffle up
1: again. Make me want to You know, what, is this? what does this represent? Uh, because... This isn't just about soda. Hello, fiends. This is Dave. And... Hello! Don't, Don't judge me! Don't judge me! Don't judge
0: me! It's going to be called a little while.
1: Good evening. Hello. Hi. Didn't come here to tell you that. Thanks for listening. Coming up, Jet Noir and Tony Mayo of Naked Lunch, and I should say they have an event coming up on Facebook for all you Facebookers. Is that a term? Don't look at me like that. December 7th, 8pm to December 14th, 11pm, you can get their new single, Glow, which I'm about to play, also available, it's on iTunes and Bandcamp and Amazon, they're going to talk about album release with us too and they're just great guests, uh, favorites of mine, I must say, and, uh, well, enjoy Glow, and make sure you check them out, check out Naked Lunch on Facebook for that event, December 7th to the 14th, so you can download that song, and um, also, uh, I will put that link up on my page so you can get it there, it'll be easier to get to, alright, here we are with Glow. Whistle Radio. I have a repeat performer on the line and somebody new, uh, definitely to kettle whistle radio, but not new to music. With me right now, I have Jet Noir, of course. You remember her and Tony Mayo. Welcome, guys. Hello. I'm really happy to get you guys on here, and I've, I'm proud to play two Naked Lunch songs so far: uh, "Glow" and "Slipping Again Again." Um, if you'd like to tell me, like, how did this come about? Because Jet, you were solo, and now you're doing Naked Lunch.
2: Um, yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know if Tony wants to tell you about the beginning of Naked Lunch. You know? I, I know a lot you. about it.
1: <laughs> Tony's <laughs> a veteran, man. I'm, I feel like I'm talking to a legend here. Uh, it, it,
0: in my own mind, I
2: think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah. about that, man. You were, from, you were around from the inception of electronic music. Um, I, I mean, at one point in my life, I owned two vinyl records. It was Blizzard of Oz and Gary Newman's Pleasure Principle. Uh, to extremes, and you were definitely dur- around during that era, um, creating electronic music and making a way for it.
0: Yeah, well, we, we formed in uh, 1979, so yeah, we, we were there right at the beginning, we um, helped with the setting up of the Sun Bizarre album, finding the Sun Bizarre acts, we did an electric indoctrination tour in 1980, uh, and promoted electronic music. Um, but we, uh, before signing major deals with like EEMI or WEA, etc., we, uh, we, under the pressure, we split, unfortunately, as a band, although right. I carried on with the name for a few years and did bits and pieces. We reformed um, last year, and Jet's been aware, because she's known me for some time, not that she knew I did electronic music, and she found out we were in Naked Lunch. She, she'd light up previous material. she heard what we were doing, And she's saying that she really likes it. We even took her to some of our rehearsals just to to help her with um, getting used to going out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she liked the stuff so much, she actually asked us if she could join. And we said, yeah, because she's she's an awesome synth player and keyboard player. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes. You see, that's actually such a lie. They literally banged down my door, begging me to join the band chat like, chat we need
1: you we need you well i gotta say the what i've heard so far i'm just so amazed and so i'm on, again honored to play it it's some of the best music i have played and by professionals which i, I totally enjoy um it's just so clear sounding and that's your voice tony right you're the voice of naked Launch, right
0: yeah I, i'm sorry yeah that that is me on oh on, no on, man on to blame. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm digging on
1: that now you see i go back to the ministry days of synth pop pet shop boys and you know things like that and you have that i don't know that martin atkins thing going on as well there's something very old school that makes it real and i, I appreciate it um and i hope to, to be able to play some more of your music too cool
0: thank you for that it'd be, it'd be us, cause we we are the reason jet's probably a bit nervous is we're we're actually in the, in the middle of recording two more tracks at the moment. We're taking oh. a
1: breakout for the interview. <laughs> Jet, um, come on! <laughs> Why did you, you you go and you schedule this now? Come on! How yeah,
2: <laughs> we literally never stop. We are literally uh, always working.
1: Well, that's good. That's good. But I mean, it I, is. <laughs> yeah, <it's> funny <laughs> that you'd schedule this now. But yeah, that's exciting to hear. So, uh, what's in store? You, you, you have, we have two songs that we've heard so far. How many are actually laid down, Tony?
0: Uh, for the album we're doing a total of 10. We've finished four. The other six were in the process of just completing. Two more should be finished today. And then we should have them all finished by the end of the month. Then it's a case of the mixing and mastering. And all being well, we should be ready to release the album probably Jan, late January, February next year.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait. I, I can't wait. Um, now, it's funny, uh, you and Jet have similar um, uh, beginnings. We talked, Jet, and you still owe me some of your old punk rock cassettes. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm never up?
2: going to get out of that.
1: <laughs> no, you're not. I? <laughs> I, you're I wanna... not going
2: to forget, are you?
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I love your memory that I'm not going to forget. Uh, but, no. <laughs> but, but apparently, Tony, you uh, started off in a punk rock band yourself?
0: Yeah, yeah most of Naked, actually. We're, we're, we're ex-punks. We came from a, from a punk background. Uh, and that's how we progressed into electronic music. We, we thought that electronic music was more interesting and we could do something with synths, which was more aggressive. Mm. And in our interviews from 1980, early 80, well, yeah, from 9, November 1980, we're saying that, that we're doing aggressive electronic music. Love it. Uh, and we think that could, it disappeared a little bit, although there are some
1: industrial bands, which I think are fairly aggressive. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, actually, that's all uh, in the States here. That's pretty much... What we get is aggressive, industrial. It kind of faded away. But in Pittsburgh here, there is an underground of it and really some really good ones. And i, I, I got to say, like uh, I'd love to get you guys out here sometime because it would be mm. a scene. It would be a scene. Um, now, that was – okay, what was the name of the punk band? Was it Naked Lunch as a punk band back then or did you have something else entirely?
0: No, it was, so t- it was totally difficult. The Afflicted, which is very punky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and we, did, we did some gigs, but they, they got a bit hairy, and then <laughs> I, I left off to do Naked Lunch, and, yes. and two of the old members of, of the Afflicted popped up a couple of times and did gigs with us, so we some of us stayed sort of friends, but, but Naked Lunch was the, was the new venture.
1: Mm-hmm. And In that time period, I mean, 79 was a great time to form a band. Um, did you leave, say, due to commercialization of punk, and, and at that point synth pop was starting to pick up and industrial music was picking up?
0: Well, punk was getting a bit boring. Right. You know, it had been, been around long enough and it had its day. Yeah. And, and you had synthesizers that came along. You could do more interesting things with them. Uh, and we thought, let's play with these and do something with them. I'd, I'd listened to Tangerine Dream and Faust before. Yep. Uh, and and it, there was, it was a more of an interesting vibe. And, and few of us moved into that, that era at the same time. Um, and we, was, we ended up being fairly big in London.
1: And that I did see. I read some of that. Um, unfortunately, I missed that. I was, you know, over here, and we were getting things like all uh, Pet Shop Boys, um, you know, early Ministry, and of course, uh, Joy Division. Though uh, did a weird crossover there. Of course, any of those bands inspire you? Uh, strangely enough, you know, ins- you inspired them. <laughs>
0: Well, not George. They they were around. They were, yeah. were a, a beginning band, and they then they mutated into New Order after the demise of their singer, which yes. was which was a sad event. Absolutely. So they were doing their own thing, but the other bands, now like Pet Shop Boys came after us, and, and a few of the others. But the bands were around at the time. There was Fad Gadget. Um, yes, the Pesh Mode popped up a little little time after us, so and we knew them. Uh, Soft Cell, we all knew one another, and as Blamange. I remember sitting down in the dressing room chatting to Simon LeBong from Duran
1: Duran. Oh, boy. Oh, that's a big one here. My wife's going to love that one. How was he?
0: It, it was before he had his hits, and he, he was at a gig, and um, we were all signing autographs. and Simon was standing there looking very sheepish. <laughs> and I said to these people, you need to go and ask for his autograph as well. And i was going, well, he's from Duran Duran, Simon Le and They're going to be big, you know. Go not seriously ask for his autograph. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Was he cool to you, though? Yeah, he, he was a really, really, really nice and relaxed chap,
1: yeah. How about John Taylor? That's another favorite over here. Didn't bump into only bumped into Simon. He was the only one who was there at the gig at the time. (laughs) That's interesting. That's wild. And Jed, any? uh, What about you? Did you uh, rub shoulders with any of Duran Duran's members? (laughs) They should be Um, seeking you out right now.
2: (laughs) Um, Although um, I did have a funny story. I was um, briefly with a. I was briefly with another band for a while and I actually forget the name of this band so it can't have been that memorable, um, but our bass guitarist was a massive, massive Duran Duran fan and he used to turn up at every gig so much so that they knew him on site. Oh and apparently once um, they took one look at him and said, oh no, it's him again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome, I love it. <laughs>
2: which, which must have been extremely excruciatingly embarrassing for him
1: <laughs> and it
2: serves him right. <laughs> I agree.
1: Absolutely. Fanboys should take it, as a fanboy should. Um, let me ask you, Tony, um, I have a question for you, because I read something weird. I, I don't know how touchy this a subject this is. Gary Shepard, um, your buddy at one time, uh, he was stabbed at a wedding?
0: What yeah, was I, thought, I thought that was strange as well. Um, what the heck? When was I left, it, well, I left the afflicted, I needed someone to start putting songs together for Naked Lunch for the new idea. And I linked up with, with Gary, yes. who lived locally. Uh, and we sort of got the nucleus of the band, which was then called Sons of Position, which we then changed to Naked Lunch
1: later. Right, Sons of Position. Um, I do see that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he, he he
0: had gone off to a wedding reception, ended up in a fight, and oh. someone stabbed him, which meant he had a collapsed. I think it was right lung. So he then ended up in hospital oh, with all the problems with that. And we had a chat because we had some gigs coming up, and we had to sort of say, "Yeah, well, we're sorry, Gary. You know, we understand. It's been quite a while to recover." You know, we left amicably and we we'd got an, a new guitarist and he's upstairs now in, in, in the studio preparing more stuff for us to record so uh, that's Paul Nicholas Davies and um, really he cool. was there at the Futurama gig, he was there for the recording of all the demos and, and, and people forget about Gary but Gary was there at the beginning, he was with the band for probably about two months and then from then on it was, it was Paul.
1: Okay, yeah, I did read some of that. That, now, that leads me to another question. The Futurama, you had a show filmed and broadcast on BBC2?
0: Yeah, we, we, um, they, they actually filmed the whole of the Futurama, and there was a slot of us on, there, on that BBC2, um, which was an interesting gig because uh, this was in August 1980. We were doing our okay. electronic indoctrination tour, and we did a, an event on that. uh uh, and we were baiting the crowd remember the promoter begging us to stop winding the crowd up so much (laughs) nice
2: oh my god i i think i actually saw some footage of that (laughs) um is that is that the one where you were dancing like an absolute maniac tony
0: Yeah, it's
2: the one where I'm being an idiot. Yeah, I I think it's fade away, isn't it? And you're dancing like an absolute lunatic.
1: (laughs) Can we see this anywhere? Is this available?
2: (laughs) I think it's on YouTube. YouTube.
1: (laughs) That should be your first video release (laughs) with Jet. Oh, I love it. (sighs) Um, (laughs) We could get, we'll just superimpose Jet in the background somehow. (laughs) Kicking
0: uh, me, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now yeah, I read two here. Uh, this is, uh, I guess, I missed this along the way. Of course, I would have been really young. But some bizarre, the album uh, promoted electronic music, like pretty early on. This yeah, that was
0: that. That was nice. That was the first release on there of the mode. Um, the first, I, th- I think, proper release from uh, Soft Cell. We okay. had another band on there, Bleu uh, were known in the UK, possibly in Europe. There was us on there, and there's various other bands like the the. And was a compilation that was trying to sort of like showcase the fact there was a new scene going on that there's the electronic music movement. It was growing. Um, and, and that was the first album which came out, I think, with around about 16 bands on there. And we all vaguely knew one
1: another. Nice. That makes perfect sense. That's a, a, that's, I mean, guys like Perry Farrell, Jane's Addiction, that's something he d- d- does now with his Lollapalooza tour and just familiar acts all getting together. It's like a big social club and it seems to work out because all those bands end up making it. You know, I don't know how tight you guys stayed during the years after.
0: Uh, well, well, we, just, we disappeared because we split we we got back together and right. we, we're slowly re-networking with them, but we're also networking with the newer bands that are around because what we found is that there is a, a a scene of newer electronic bands which are bubbling under. Nice, but it appears they're not there in the mainstream. They're not on mainstream radio and or in the mainstream media. Mm. But the what the world's changed. So you've got this subculture of electronic music, some of which is doing some very very interesting yes. stuff.
1: Yes, it's why I do this actually because I can't. We can't stand radio. In America, at all. I mean, I like satellite radio, but we do this to promote underground and subcultures. That's a whole idea. I mean, that's why me and my my partners, my co-hosts, we I, I own this network. And I mean, we have a horror network. We, we talk, we talk politics, but mostly, my my, I, my passion is getting bands that ne- nobody has heard yet, and just bringing them up, whether they're in a garage or again a legend in their own time and mind, like yourself. <laughs> and I love playing your music. I think it's time that we play a song. It's up to you guys to uh, let me know what we can do here.
2: Um, I think it'd be cool to go with Slipping Again Again.
1: Me too. I really like that. So, okay, let's do Slipping Again Again, and we'll be right back with Tony, and Tony Mayo and Jack Mar. Lunch again joined here with Tony Mayo and Jet Noir. And uh guys, that's just such a great song. I loved playing it. I, pl- I played it at my house just last night. Uh, what was behind that? Uh can you give me an idea of what inspires the song, the lyrics?
2: Um well, it's actually a kind of reimagining of an original ston- song, isn't it, from Naked Lunch Tony?
0: Yeah, it's it's a a, a revisiting a track which we did call Slipping again. But mm. the lyrics were, were um, we influenced by, um, by William Burroughs' book, Naked Lunch, nice. with the idea of, uh, of, of seeing strange things, hallucinating while um, coming off of uh, substances, etc. So the verses are a progression to the idea of um, having a, a bit of an experience and then a big come down at the end and about, is this really worth doing to yourself?
1: Gotcha. Yeah, William, William Burroughs' Naked Lunch. I was going to ask about that. The chapters were intended to be read like in any order whatsoever. Is that how your music is? Is it broken up, or is there a certain um, I don't know uh, chapter by chapter format that you go by?
2: Um, I think we tried to make every single track unique, and um, you know, as a standalone track, rather than you know having a kind of set sound. You know, although we have a style, um, we tried to make everything sound very different.
1: Right and Tony has that croon. I, I really just totally enjoy. That's some of my favorite industrial or electronic music is the crooning. I, I really it like. It kind of reminded me of um um oh, what was it um uh, murder oh, I forget um a Martin Atkins project. I can't believe I forgot the name of it it's slipping right now. But it reminded me of something. Um I would go with oh boy mur- oh I can't think of it. anyway. You take it from here. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who who is inspiring you? That's new right now. Anybody?
0: Uh, at the moment, to be quite honest, what I'm doing is keeping my head down to get on with our tunes and listening to nobody new. Uh, last night, I said to Jet, I was going back to my roots and went went away and listened to uh, a Hummerly early Hummerly track, uh, cool. an early Simple Minds track, a oh, Sex cool. Pistols track, and then the Velvet Underground.
1: I love that. Oh wow, that's well, yeah, Lou Reed. We just lost him. We just did a whole show on that. Uh, yeah. So there is some influence there still in the punk scene. I like how you mix that up. That's an incredible mix. Uh,
0: yeah, and I felt it all goes
1: nicely together.
0: Because it's a nice progression.
1: Yes. And I, oh, Murder Inc. was the band I was thinking of. <laughs> I only have like all their stuff, but um, yeah. That that's kind of the voice there. You you're actually better. Sorry if anybody from that tribe hears this, but I uh-huh. I, I, I totally enjoy your vocals better than uh, Murder Inc. Um, so go ahead, Jed. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say the really um, interesting thing with Tony's um, vocals, we've had so many women now emailing us and messaging us and telling us how much they love his voice and how it's dark and dangerous and sexy. I thought, oh my God.
1: (laughs) Actually, I had the same thing happen. Uh, One of my co-hosts, Lydia Peaver, she's a Canadian horror author and she's very much into punk rock and extreme metal and she heard your voice and she she adored the song glow that's that was her favorite of the two and uh that's why we continued to play it but yeah you're definitely getting some uh some likes and some fans over here when i play this stuff so absolutely um jet i want actually maybe tony both of you could feel this one um how has jet contributed um in writing and musically can we uh, get a little input on that
2: yeah um with me it's mostly sort of uh adding some dark sense into the tracks And um, we, on the first single we did since I joined, which is called Alone, I did a little bit of spoken word um, in that track, but we're trying to keep the emphasis very much on Tony as the vocalist Mm -hmm. um, because it just works. And if it works, don't, you know, um, fuck with it, basically. I agree.
1: I agree.
2: Um, You know, so with me, it's, you know, going to mostly be doing sense work.
1: Are we going to be, go ahead, Tony. I'm sorry, Tony. I was going to say that uh, the synth work that
0: she's doing, because uh, tr- some of the tracks have been written, it is actually adding to them and increasing depth and giving them a little bit more atmosphere and feel, and it's working very, very nicely, mm-hmm. uh, and we're, we're finding that we all sit there and we discuss the tracks together, and the additions are, are in harmony of what our vision is, and uh, Jet is an extremely good addition to the team, and, and she's here because of her musical and uh, playing skills and 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 she's just awesome
1: very cool arrangement yeah. you, you, your um, arrangement Jed. i love your arrangement in your songs too
2: thank you um i was just going to say i think because some of my background is actually in soundtrack work yes. that you mm-hmm. know i i quite like adding a kind of you know dark kind of depth and soundscape to the tracks um, so you know, I I just call it basically darkifying them
1: a bit. <laughs> yeah, we and talked sort of, about that. <laughs>
2: sort of adding an air of menace.
1: The last time we talked, you talked. We talked about your soundtrack work. So yeah, that absolutely works. You do add the atmosphere to it. Um, yeah. I, I was surprised to see this, and I don't know how I missed it. But um, 2002, there was something with a uh, 20th Century Box, a show on electronic music. Tony, you were involved with. Uh oh
0: yeah, the 20th Century Box thing. That 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 was I think. That was in nineteen eighty one that was originally done. Oh, okay. And um, we well I actually liaised with the T V company London Weekend T V. Got them interested in it, got them to do the program. I was in the programme, the BAM's in the program in the first half. The second half had Depeche Mode, because so I said to them, look, you want to go and see these guys as well and get them involved them. <laughs> uh, and what we can see now is the only, the only bit out there on YouTube is the second half of the show, unfortunately. Aww. And if anybody anywhere in the world has got the first half, we would love to see it.
1: That's well, a good place to start. I know a lot of people that are into your type of music, and uh, who knows? I, yeah, it's probably on VHS somewhere. Uh, so what was 2002 that I kind of misconstrued? You had... Um, ah.
0: That was a two thousand and two review tour, which was done in the, the ah. early nineteen eighty one. Okay, it went for two thousand and two to sound very sort of futuristic and sci fi because it's oh, a okay. two thousand and one film, nice. and and for various bands were on it. I think there was classics nouveau, Theatre of Hate, Naked Lunch, Shock, uh, and um, occasionally there were Blumange and sometimes there were the Fast Set.
1: Okay, well. I have to ask this question, of course, and uh, this this is personal for Jet. What about uh, you know? I love you, so don't don't take offense. And you can yell at me all you want. Touring or clubbing—is uh, this something that's going to happen?
2: It is, and I have a bit of a cunning plan because, as ah. you know, I have severe anxiety and agoraphobia. Right. Um, I can do car journeys, but um, only if I'm in the back of the car, hiding under a duvet. Um, which is quite interesting. Hmm. So basically, that's how we're going to get me to gigs. And then we're going to very quickly bundle me inside the actual gig wow. venue. Okay. Um, and then once I'm inside, I'll be absolutely fine. Um, I have no problem with being inside places. It's just the journey. It's, it's kind of the getting there that's the problem. Um, so, you know, um, we, we kind of have a plan. And um, I expect it won't be plain sailing, but, you know, nothing worth having, you know, is ever Mm.
1: easy. Right. But like with the music, uh, the music playing and being around you and surrounded by it, it, it takes you to a comfort zone, I imagine, where you can block out any other problem you would normally have.
2: Well, yes, and I also tend to think that because I'll be so nervous about performing, mm. um, the agoraphobia won't really seem like that big of a deal.
1: Okay, yeah, different kind of focus. <laughs> yes. it's, yeah, it's like the guy that doesn't want to dance, but then the music is playing, they throw him on the dance floor, oh, he forgets all the other anxieties.
2: <laughs> exactly, and he throws some shapes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man well no honestly I, I just look forward to more music so now you're cutting you said a couple more tracks you're going to have 10 total is there an album title yet? Um, shall we tell him the title? you don't, you don't have to I think to. we
2: should I think we should <laughs> tell our friend David the <laughs> Breaking name of news. the album I
0: appreciate All right, it alright then let's tell, let's tell David the name of the album you, go
1: on you can tell him
2: ok the name of the album is Beyond Planets
1: fantastic Broken here. I really appreciate that.
2: And Tony can tell you why. Okay. Uh, on, the last,
0: well, the last gig of uh, the original like Naked Lunch, the one that was going to sign the deals, was actually a club called Planets. And so this is us beyond Planets because we're actually back together again. We've got beyond all of that. Uh, and what we've also done is all the artwork for the various tracks we've had done so far has all led up and told a story. And we're going to put all this together and have like a little comic book which
1: goes with the CD. Oh, fantastic. I love it. I, I, I wrote a comic book myself, and I, yes, I am bragging. So I am a comic book guy, a collector as well, and a fanboy. So I'll be all over that. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Uh, that That's what a great idea. I love it. I don't know how I'm going to get my hands on it, but I will try. Um, so that that leads me to, Tony, um, I already know that Jet loves American Werewolf in London. Where Do you have any um, movies, movies? basically horror movies or sci-fi that inspire you well strangely enough i
0: do actually like american werewolf in london as Great well, which is a good film um but, but going going back sort of film wise um omega man i enjoyed as very well. nice yes i thought i thought it was a good film Although Charlton Heston always seems to die
1: at the end of his films in a rather heroic way, <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, well, I guess *Planet of the Apes* is questionable. Yeah, but, <laughs> but uh, I, you know what? I got to go with uh, *Last Last Man on Earth*. Vincent Price, which is very similar, of course. Uh, Richard Matheson novel, of course. Um, you know, uh, that's one of my favorite. Very along the lines of Omega Man*.
0: Yeah, and didn't did Vincent Price do one? Was it was it the say, was it *Crimson Ball* or something? When there's the. Uh, they're all in a ballroom inside the castle trying to avoid the death, and they have come down There's some sort of crimson thing that's killing people.
1: Right. Uh, um, yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, now, of course, I have an empty space in my brain right now. Uh, but I grew up with that stuff. <laughs> of course, it was all on reruns when I was a kid. But uh, So we got that. What anything um, – well, I did ask you about music, but there's got to be something you keep in rotation in your in your house. Like, Is there something like your go-to music that – Gets wakes you up, or just inspires you to go write something better. Well, well, <laughs> oh,
0: well the go-to music is really it, one of my favourite tracks, which I tend to play is uh, "Celebrate" by um, uh, uh, by uh, Simple Minds. Nice. Which 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 I tend to, to like listening to. I'm being boiled by the Human League. And and their their tracks tend to sort of like cheer me up a little bit. And I must admit, occasionally, and I apologize for this, I occasionally listen to Donna Summer's um, "I Feel Love," the Georgia Moroda one, which has got some really nice sequence parts in it. Don't
1: apologize. No, she was she was fantastic. I mean, that sound is just—it's so unique, and it just—I mean, really, there's something riveting about that, and just her voice and the sound itself. uh, I don't know how what you call it. It just the the music revolves around you the whole time. I would never heard it in a club, but I can only imagine that was what club music was all about back then.
0: Yeah. And, and that was from the beginning of electronic music. Giorgio yes. Moroder was there at the beginning.
1: Absolutely. Now, didn't he do The Chase? Is that him as well? That song, uh, the theme from the movie The Chase, I think it's called? I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that's... I, I actually own the song. That, well, uh, that's something I'll have to email you about, because he, he did some other stuff that became regular airplay in America here. Um, I'll have to find that. I'll send it to you. <laughs> cool. But yes, absolutely. So what's in store for you guys tonight? You're you're writing, you're laying some tracks down. What else is happening?
0: Uh, when we finish laying the tracks down, I think we're going to watch World War Z again.
1: Ah, I, yeah, I own that one. That's that's a good one. I, I honestly, there's a lot of good horror out there, but you got to dig deep these days because I, I don't know. I, I know they're remaking everything, which which also brings me to the resurgence of bands like Simple Minds. They're they're relevant again. Pet Shop Boys, they just blew up New York. I, they had a huge show there uh, with this new album they have. So I you know I think the old rockers are doing it better than the new ones, or the new ones. Do you feel just don't have a platform anymore? I'll
0: see if Jet is... Home. I I I think it might be that uh... Perhaps the older ones, we feel that we don't have anything to prove, and, and we'll do what we like, and we'll go and try to be creative. it might be the younger ones are, are finding it hard to break through. Yes. They, they're having to try to comply with what people say they should. Yeah, have but or
2: do. um, also, don't you think that music nowadays has kind of lost its balls a little bit? Yes, very and much. And kind, you know, kind of lacks some of the rawness and you know energy mm-hmm. that music used to have.
1: Yeah, and you guys, between the two of you, know how to do that. New and old, whatever, you, however you want to look at it. You, you've made your mistakes. You know how to, to fix that. Go back, or just this time, go go for the throat. You know, that's I agree with that. Yet, absolutely, these yeah. young young kids. I mean, if they can't, they they don't leave the garage because they go on the internet and don't sell anything. There's no money. There's no budget. No production. Uh, the music can stay real that way, but you also lose something as well when there's nobody showing up at a show. You know.
0: I was saying to Jet, uh, I think it was last night, about people need to go to gigs, experience music mm-hmm. to actually feel it and get the vibe. And yes. she was saying about people watching on YouTube. Mm-hmm. The problem with YouTube is you, you might see something, but you don't hear the, the proper frequencies. You don't have the heat, you don't have the sweat, yes. you don't have the people bumping into you, you don't have the vision.
2: Yeah, you experience. don't have that same vibe.
1: 100%, 100% agree with you. There's nothing, I'm, I have tickets for Slayer in next week, actually. And that's, you know, that's the other extreme. <laughs> but uh, I, I honestly, seeing a band like yours, uh, people, you know, they really do need to see it live. I, I, another band that's on here quite often is 16 Volt. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them. I think Jet is. Uh, th- that's a live yeah,
2: thing. I've seen, I've seen them around um, yeah, they've, Facebook quite a lot. They're yeah.
1: fantastic. I mean, and every song is different from the next and it keeps you thinking. Um, it's odd. Last night, when I was thinking about this interview, uh, my cousin was at Nine Inch Nails in um, in L. A. You know, he, there's Trent doing a, an arena show. Um, just amazing stuff. Where he's taken it to that level that you know where you want to go eventually. I don't know. Where do you, Tony? Where do you see it? Where do you want to go at this point with Naked Lunch? You want to keep it in the clubs and keep it to yourself, or do you want to like do an arena show one day?
0: Um, uh... I, I don't mind where it goes. It's where the people want it to go. It's okay. the people who want to sit You take it there, Excellent. to be honest.
2: Mm-hmm. I think with me, I'm possibly more fiercely ambitious in that I want us to take it all the way. And, um, you know, as Tony knows, I'm a total workaholic at promoting us and pushing us out there.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
2: you know, with me, I want to take it as far as we possibly can go.
1: I, excellent answer. Then uh, well, let's let's tell the people where we can find your catalog of music and what's available. I, I realize Naked Lunch is not quite available. Did you put a sing one of these singles out yet for download?
2: Um, well, we're actually on Bandcamp. We're on iTunes, Amazon. Uh, we're all over Facebook. We have a fan page called Naked Lunch Original, and um, you know if people visit that page. There will be links to absolutely everything on there.
1: Okay. And uh, what are you reading these days? Any Anything interesting?
2: Um, no. Um, to be honest, <laughs> I really haven't taken the time out to read anything for quite it's... some time. You know, it seems that I live my life online, as you've probably witnessed.
1: <laughs> yes. I don't know how you keep the hours you keep. I don't, you know.
2: I I sometimes wonder if I actually type in my sleep, you know, because I go back on my profile the following day, and it's kind of like, at what point did I sleep? You know, there don't seem to be any gaps between posts.
1: I I do find that I, I will be going to bed, and I'll see something, and getting up for work at six a.m. Like, wait a second, <laughs> why is she still? On? I mean, I realize there's a five-hour difference, but man, yeah, that's you got some kind of marathon going on there. Um, I know. Absolutely. <laughs> but, well, I'm looking forward to Naked Launch. I can't wait to hear some more tracks, and I'll play them anytime you guys, you know, welcome me to do so. Um, and uh, this, I, thank you so much for coming on.
2: Thank, thank you for you. having
1: us. Is there it's any, been a pleasure. Oh, it always is. I love talking with you and your music. I'll tell you what, Jet, you crossed over, because a lot of my Metalhead listeners... I, they, I was like, I was ready to take a hit for it and I didn't care. And they, they were like, you know what, you know what, I kind of like that, Jet Noir. I'm like, oh, you're just looking at pictures. And they're like, no, no, we just listen to it. <laughs> we just, uh, and and yeah, like, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I should throw out names here. My buddy, Nick Blondzy, who's a bass player in a band here, uh, River City Conspiracy. He, uh, he thought you were awesome. And uh, another guy, too, uh, another bass player, Chuck Marburger, who plays in another band, uh, X profit with my partner in crime, they, he found you just totally alluring. The lyrics, he liked the music, and this is a guy that does not like electronica normally. Wow. Yeah, he's a metal guy. He's a rock guy. And so it's good. You're, you're crossing over.
2: That's actually really overwhelming, and I'd like to say thank you to Uh-oh. both of those, <laughs> and also, the- also to you for, you know, putting me their way. Oh, that's,
1: absolutely.
2: That's really cool.
1: I appreciate it, Chad. I love music, and the whole idea is to, you know, inspire and influence other people to listen to other things, because there's so much out there that people just don't bother to listen to. They, you know, they go to the to Best Buy to buy their music, which is sad. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with Best Buy. Maybe you have that there. I have I think
2: I've seen some funny memes online slacking off Best Buy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's very few record stores left, and that's what um, that's where I prefer to go—the Monpa record store—and that's where you actually find the real music still, whether it's in the used bin <laughs> or not.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: so sad, so sad. But um, well, Tony, anything else you want to add here before I uh, say goodbye to you guys and you get on with your uh, Saturday? No, I, I, I think
0: you've covered. You covered quite a lot of it. But I'd just like to say thank you for having us on. I I really do appreciate it, and I appreciate you playing the stuff as well.
1: Oh, I'll continue to. You know what? I should tell you guys, um, if you have 20 minutes to spare at some point during your week, the show I did last night uh, was – I I should get your opinion on this. Um, It was one of those, like, impromptu anger shows where uh, we have a group here called – I shouldn't even tell them, but uh, I don't want to give them any credit. They're called One Million Mothers, and they're trying to censor the show – Dracula on NBC right now, which is starring Jonathan um, Reese Myers, who's an incredible actor. He's Dracula. And it's on at 10 o'clock on Fridays, and these women, 60,000 of them, are trying to get it shut down due to pornographic and blood and pornographic nature and bloody violence, which is on at 10 o'clock once again. Their kids shouldn't mm-hmm. be watching. They're trying to censor it. I'm sorry, they're not just trying to censor it, they're trying to get it taken off the air. And I right. off...
2: well, you know, I've seen parts of this program because mm. actually um, we're recording them at the moment yeah. so that I can watch them. Okay. And um, from the clips I've seen, I don't think there's enough pornography in it. <laughs> I
1: agree. You know, <laughs> and I the I violence, I yeah. quite
2: welcome some more. A lot of people and would. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to start my own, you know, group on Facebook to get more naked Jonathan Rhys-Meyers. <laughs> right.
1: Well, I'm going to step back from that for a bit. Tony, what's your point of view on that? <laughs> uh, I was just thinking of the nakedness. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks. I'm going <laughs> to have that in my head yes, all day. Yeah,
0: a, all, awful thought there. Uh, what, I think that those ladies should actually use the on-off button and switch off if they don't like thank
1: it, you. to be quite honest. That Let was, everybody else watch it. That, I think they
2: probably all need a damn good seeing too.
1: Actually, that was the conclusion. <laughs> that was the conclusion in so many words that weren't quite as Yay, nice as yours. Yes, I yes, yeah. I had my guy, my guy puppet. That's uh, one of my co-hosts. He's he's crazy. He's from New Jersey, and which goes without saying, crazy. And I brought him on purposely to provoke him to see what he'd come up with. And yeah, we had a <laughs> 20 minute rant that was just actually it was genuinely just the best rant I've heard him do in a long time. But yeah, if you have 20 minutes to spare, you'll get a kick out of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I
2: so need to hear this.
1: Yeah, and we actually we need the support. To because um the reason that we did this and again you'll appreciate this one of the writers for the show is his name's daniel knoff that's k-n-a-u-f he sent a story that we did on our the wicked library and uh we we did a, an audio version of course of his um his horror story sleepers and he's one of the executive producers and writers of dracula so we're trying to support him as well we don't want this show taken off the air by these idiots
2: no, at least not until I've seen it.
1: Exactly. Well, the third episode was on last night, and I, I haven't watched it yet. The second episode was great. I, I totally enjoyed it.
2: The thing is, there can't be any more nudity in it than there was in the Tudors.
1: Right. And right.
2: I, you know, I, I think that was, you know, acceptable. You know, I, I hit the pause button a few times. Oh, jeez. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing Dracula even more now.
1: Yeah, well, the violence is there, Uh, the story's there, they're following it, you know, well, I'll see what you think, maybe uh, next time we talk, but yeah, so we did a little thing on the censorship thing, I know censorship is a boring word these days, but I can't believe they still have power to do things like that. Yeah, I mean, so you know, quite did.
2: simply, if, yeah. you know, if someone doesn't want to watch it, then don't
1: watch it. Turn the channel. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to get your opinion on that one. I appreciate it once again. All right. Uh, Tony Mayo, Jet Noir of Naked Lunch, soon out, soon to be out album. And uh, that was broken earlier. You'll have to rewind to listen to the album title again. I'm not going to say it again, unless you <laughs> want to. <laughs> But yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um and uh, you guys take care of yourselves and keep me up to date.
2: Okay. Thank Thanks you. very much.
1: All right. Thanks. All right. Peace. Have a good Bye. have a good day. Take care.
2: Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
0: I have
2: some
1: new jello. (laughs) okay? Okay. Well, that settles
2: that. Hey, guys. It's Miriam Love here. And I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish Remixes, out now on Electric Hass Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Love
1: Available now wherever you listen to music.